The all-new Toyota Highlander is designed to go Highlander. What's go Highlander, you ask? It means amplifying your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. And amplifying your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. Or even amplifying your crew with roomy seating for up to eight. Don't just go. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Incorporated. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Wix. Get started on your own website now by going to wix.com slash podcast. Get yourself 10% off. Wix.com slash podcast. It's official. Real Ghost Stories Online and the Grave Talks will be live at the Crescent Hotel for one night only, August 11th, 2019 at 7 p.m. And you are invited. I'm Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online, and I can't wait to meet you at the Crescent Hotel this August 11th for an awesome night of ghost stories. We're going to have a lot of fun at the Crescent Hotel that night as we record an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online live. The stories on this episode come from you guys, the audience, live at the Crescent. Then it's a live episode of The Grave Talks as we talk with Crescent historian and paranormal investigator Keith Scales. We'll learn all about the history of the hotel, how it came to be, why it's haunted today, what goes on at the haunted Crescent Hotel, and allow you guys to ask your questions as well with a live Q&A segment. It's a fun night full of ghost stories at the historic haunted Crescent Hotel, a hotel that we've had many stories from shared about over the years here on the show. Tickets are only $25 a piece and are on sale now. Go to realghoststoriesonline.com and click on the Live at the Crescent Hotel banner to purchase yours. They are very limited, though, and when they are gone, they are gone. Real Ghost Stories Online and The Grave Talks live at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, August 11th, 2019. Get your tickets now at realghoststoriesonline.com. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who is behind the invisible feeling of love a woman feels alone in her home late at night? The spirits of deceased campers haunt the bunk and children who reside there. And security guards give an update on the haunted building that he guards at night. Those stories and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Right on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com or email your audio file to Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. Of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an EPP extra podcast person on our website, ghostpodcast.com or through Patreon, patreon.com slash realghoststories to become a supporter of the show there. Get access to all the bonus episodes of the show brand new ones every single week free uh, e-copy of our book and more there at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com 
Flash Real Ghost Stories. Tony and Jenny Bruski, joining you once again. Hi. And how are you this fine day? I'm good. How are you? I, uh, I, I, we had Mexican for lunch. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I've never had this much burping in my life. That's good. <laughs> it's like literally, like I, I and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, gonna have to talk here. Uh, so I will. Uh, I'll make sure I don't do that into the mic. But I've been sitting here like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like every. <laughs> But a minute, one a minute at least. Yeah. Put it there. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, so there you go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your experiences uh, with us. Let's go to our first story. It uh, says, uh, in 2009, my mother passed away after a long fight with diabetic complications. It was a very tough time for me since we had been very close. About a year after she died, I moved back to my hometown and was settling in with my children and husband. Our first home cooked meal was one my mom often made, beef stroganoff. After supper, my entire family was telling me how I made the meal exactly as mom did, so I was happy to hear the sentiments. Now, mom wasn't just a good cook. She had a devious streak, too. She loved practical jokes and would laugh her butt off when anyone fell for her tricks. My husband was locking the doors while I did the dishes that night. He walked through the laundry room to find hangers on our drying rack swinging back and forth. Mind you, he's not even gone near uh, enough to gotten near en- enough to cause this. He stares for a minute, then bolts out the laundry room, past me, and seriously vaults over the couch to our bedroom. I'm standing in my kitchen just trying to process what the hell just happened. Suddenly I hear a soft laugh and feel someone hugging me. No one was there. I didn't feel scared though. I felt familiarity. The pressure from the hug released and I began to realize what was going on. I walked to my bedroom and asked my husband why he had bolted like that. I think my tone was a bit too amused because he gave me this how dare you laugh look. He told me that he was watching the hanger swinging. He felt a hand on his back pushing him towards the drying rack. He said his heart sped up even more, and he decided he didn't want to know what or who had touched him. I couldn't help but burst out laughing. I told him what happened to me in the kitchen, and all he said was, gee, thanks, Cheryl, to my mom. She still messed with him. She's hidden his wedding ring when he found it sitting on the side of an upright in another room. She's tugged the bed covers, and yes, she still swings the hangers on the drying rack to this day. I think it's funny that she just does cute stuff around the house just to remind them that she's still there. <laughs> it makes you want, like, do you want that that person around that much, you know, just to know that they're there? I'd be okay if they went on, but it's kind of like, okay, you, you made your point. You can go now. <laughs> you know? It's like, yes. Notes taken. Thank you for letting us know that you're, uh, you're still hanging around. No. Thanks for sharing that one. All right, back to the ghost stories in just a minute. First, got to thank our supporter today, Wix.com, where you can get 10% off and even try their services uh, really for free. Go to Wix.com slash podcast. Get 10% off Wix, W-I-X dot com slash podcast. What is Wix.com? It's it's the website building uh, interface, software, website, whatever you want to call it, service. It is awesome. They make creating websites so darn 
easy. Whether you are an expert in web design and just want to make your life a hundred times easier, or you've never created a website before and you sometimes have difficulty navigating your email inbox, Wix.com is going to make creating that website for you not only affordable, but super easy. Okay. There's so many areas to talk about with Wix.com. I could probably spend an hour because I love these guys. Over 140 million people also love these guys and use Wix for their websites. It should tell you something. If there's that many people using them, there's something good about it. You can start and publish for absolutely free to some over 500 awesome templates, or you can start from scratch. I love the templates personally because you can customize everything and it's just kind of like already there for you. Um, all the coding, it's done. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. If you are someone who's super advanced in that, you can add your own too, okay? They have hundreds of design features and apps to grow your business online. Video backgrounds, galleries, menus, forms, lists, buttons, social bars, clip art, strips, anything you need, it's there, okay? It's stuff that you used to have to go... And, and buy either from an outside source or know someone who could do this or that. It's all there for you. You get the tools you need to create the website that you want. Unlimited storage, custom domain, email address for your business, email marketing tools, premium app support team that's dedicated to communicate with you. What a concept. Uh, ad vouchers, all sorts of stuff. It's such an easy editor to use. Um, drag and drop if you want that. Um, there's just so many great things about these guys. So if you're sitting there with a business website, and let's admit it, there's a lot of business websites out there that you go and you go, oh my god, did, did you create this in like 1995? <laughs> and never up? Or, or And some people create websites now that look like that. Um, this is, if that's how you feel about yours, uh, check out Wix, okay? It's so easy to do. You're going to love what you get at the end, and you're, you know, let's face it, it's your the first thing people see. It's like your, your first impression in most cases is your website. If it's a bad impression, you're not going to get business. If it's a good impression, yeah, they're going to go, oh, looks like a good place. They seem legit. They seem to care about how they, they appear. Um, this is the website and the company for you. Wix.com slash podcast. Get 10% off. Like I said, you can try it for free, too. You can publish and start for absolutely free to be sure you love this stuff. But you will. Get started now. Go to Wix.com, W-I-X.com slash podcast and get 10% off. Wix.com slash podcast. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your stories with us. Next one says, I come from a Mexican family. However, I've been the one, uh, the only one that has always been interested in the supernatural. I'm the oldest one out of the family of six. My father doesn't believe in the supernatural. My mother does, however. I was finishing high school, and during college, I'd feel a presence whenever I'd be alone in her house. But this experience is what surprises me every time I tell it to someone. During my first year of college, I was going on a club trip during spring break. We went to a religious camp. It seems obvious when the password is, Praise Jesus. We had settled in on the second floor bedrooms, the day was full of activities, and by night, the club members had decided to play games in the main floor game room. I played games for an hour, and as I was leaving the game room, I felt this presence call me to a certain room. I was pitch black, but I knew it was dark energy. I was in the hallway, and my mind went blank, and I heard my grandfather's voice tell me to head to my room. If I didn't, something bad was going to happen. So I went to my room and went to sleep. 
Around 3 a.m., my roommates came in, and one of them said that the old lady in charge of the camp told him that long ago, around seven or eight kids had died in that building in the room across from the game room. This same room that I felt the presence. I feel like the bad energy that was there from the past was still there, but waiting. And since then, I've been able to feel the supernatural presence, and depending on where I go in my mind, my mind will just go blank there. I'll just see images from the past, and once I leave the area, I go back to what I was thinking before. I have more experiences apart from this one. Let me know what you think about it. I enjoy listening to your podcasts. Did he or she say what they saw? They didn't. Just that they were feeling a presence uh, and their mind would go blank when they... Basically kind of being overwhelmed when they're in that uh, that setting. I think I would have to know how those kids died. Yeah. That would be that would be gnawing at me. I'd have to know that. Well, what I wonder about, and it's not to question the legitimacy of the story at all, but it seems there's a lot of summer camps that have their, their ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them begin with, and a bunch of kids died over here. Yeah. Now, there's... Uh, the messed up part, sad part of this day and age, it's like, well, uh, I guess the odds are actually, it seems more likely in current day that this would be happening with horrible shit, Mm -hmm. like gunmen and stuff. But when you're talking about, um, you know, and years and years ago, that was a lot less common. So so I guess, you know, how many summer camps <laughs> were there multiple children's deaths at where this is, uh, you know, a uh, a commonality? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, a lot of them are probably just legend. But, um, yeah, I, I think you'd really want to know what exactly happened uh, with those kids. Yeah, because, I mean, there could definitely be some creepy feelings and knowing that stuff's there. Does it tie in with the story of seven or eight kids died Maybe, maybe not. It could be something else. That's why I think I'd have to know how those kids died, if they died at all. I mean, can the story just, even if the story is not, I'm not talking the story that they wrote it, I'm talking the uh, the legend that they told the kids. Um, if you have enough kids hearing some story mm-hmm. that may not even be true, um, just that nervous energy, could that in itself, uh, you know, over the years end up, just bringing things in that have nothing to do with a story that's not true, but just the energy itself of, oh my God, and fear. Maybe. I mean, fear can definitely linger. It's just, I I just think something was in that room. It's just whether or not it was that particular story. And connected to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Our phone number is 855-853-4802 to share your real ghost story with us next letter it says i'm a 50 year old sober drug-free grandmother my sanity has never been questioned not to my face anyway my folks settled in the foothills of the cumberland mountains in tennessee and we have what might be described as a very country way of speaking ghosts or haunts are haunts to us around here the word such is sometimes pronounced stitch One winter night, when I was about seven years old, I was at my aunt's house. The adults were in the living room, sitting around the fireplace and talking. We kid, my brother, our cousins, and I were scampering all over the house, playing hide-and-seek, raising the occasional ruckus, and generally having fun. I was hiding in an old wardrobe when I noticed that the grown-ups had lowered their voices. I jumped out of the wardrobe and, for optimum listening purposes, scuttled behind the bedroom door. They were telling ghost stories. 
One particularly chilling story involved an abandoned house. It was said that in this house, at a certain time of year, one could hear a baby crying just before midnight. Then on the stroke of the hour itself, a coffin containing a baby would appear in the parlor. I marched into the living room. Is that true? I demanded. About the baby in the casket? The grown-ups sat there a moment, looked at each other. Then Auntie reached for my hand and pulled over to stand beside the chair. Honey, we're just sitting around telling a bunch of old stories. Just passing the time is all, she said. Now, some parts you heard might be true. Before I had time to wonder which parts she was talking about, Auntie, looking at me straight in the eye, declared, but there isn't any such thing as a haunt. I took her words to heart. They echoed authoritatively throughout several decades of my life. Many of my childhood friends believed in ghosts. They wouldn't go near cemeteries unless they had to, fearing a haunt would get them if they did. Smugly secure my belief that there isn't no such thing as a haunt. I took shortcuts through graveyards whenever it was convenient, day or night. Later on, when my daughter wanted a Ouija board, I got her one. There isn't no such thing as a haunt, so why should she not have one of those Ouija boards to play with? For some 40-odd years, I lived a happy, haunt-free life, but not anymore. I recently worked for a gentleman who sold repossessed mobile homes. On the lot one morning, Bill, a co-worker, called me on the radio and summoned me to a certain lot. I nearly arrived double-wide, and I climbed up inside. Bill, you in here? In the master bath came Bill's reply. He was standing in front of the tub with a sour look on his face. I walked in, then backed right out. The bathroom stank to high heaven. There were mounds of dead flies on the windowsill and the floor behind the toilet. Where's it coming from, I asked. Bill shook his head. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Isn't nobody going to buy the trailer with a bathroom that stinks like this? For the next several days, Bill and I, along with three others, worked on that mobile home. We searched high and low for the source of the stench. We removed all panels and examined the hidden interior room that housed the furnace and water heater. We poked around between the vapor barrier and flooring. We flushed the drain traps, and at one point, in fits of de- desperation, we even peeled back the bathroom carpet and padding. We found no evidence of any leaks, no dead varmin, nothing. In the course of these events, we noticed some odd things about the odor. For one thing, it was sporadic. Whenever it shows up, showed up, piles of dead flies would show up with it. The smell would dissipate, but the flies stayed behind. We had to suck them up with a hand vac. Also, the odor was strong, almost overpowering inside the bathroom. One step outside the bathroom door, though, the smell was undetectable. Now, I've watched the same movies everyone else has watched, and I know that confronted with the same circumstance, a lot of people would have been immediately clued in that some spook was fiddle-farting around. Not I, though. Mm -mm. There's no such thing as a haunt. One of the guys did say something about this building being possessed instead of repossessed. But he was joking, as far as I know. That's the only allusion to the supernatural that any of us had made. We opened the windows, we sprayed disinfectant and sent out our air fresheners. We burned scented candles and incense. If it smelled good, we tried it. Finally, three days passed with no odor presenting itself and we thought we had cured it. Maybe we did. On a hot, very busy day in September, I climbed up inside of that double wide to get started on one last job that had to be done before the home would be ready to sell. A sheet of drywall in the dining area needed to be replaced. I measured the wall where the toilet and the master bathroom was flushed. I nearly lost my religion right then and there. 
Here I was in the sweltering airless trailer, sweat pouring off me, and some idiot, probably a prospective buyer, had just used a toilet that wasn't hooked to a sewage system. It was not unusual for these used mobile homes to arrive on the lot with enough water for a flush retained in their laboratory tanks. And despite taped down lids and do not use signs, people sometimes did avail themselves to the facilities. I dropped my tape measure and went stomping off towards the bathroom. On the way down the warpath, it didn't dawn on me that until I had entered it, this trailer had been locked. The bathroom door was standing wide open. The pig hadn't even bothered to close it. He was standing right there in front of the throne, hitching up his pants with his right side facing me. He was tall, he had a beer gut and a mop of tangled red hair. He had on jeans and a gray muscle shirt that looked as though he had seldom seen the inside of a washing machine. His pudgy arms were covered with jailhouse tattoos. One was a pair of dice rolled to snake eyes. I remember wondering why he hadn't opted for boxcars. Attached to his belt was a leather sheath with what appeared to be a six-inch boot knife on it. Sir? He went from pig to sir in the span of a heartbeat. A sight like that will naturally take the wind out of your sails. Judging from the look on his face, he was surprised to see me, which was puzzling because he had to have heard my approach. As we stared at each other, his expression changed, became sullen. I perceived a threat. He lowered his head slightly, still watching me. His right hand reached for that blade. Then he clicked off. He just wasn't there anymore. It made me dizzy. Either I had just witnessed a ghost or I had a defective mind. You didn't even wash your hands, I said out loud, hastily departed, took a breath outside, wondering how I was going to get that Ouija board away from my daughter. I decided to do what all parents do whenever a child acquires something. She's better off without. I'd buy something bigger, better, and more expensive and attempt to negotiate a trade. I thought about my childhood jaunts through the local cemeteries, no telling what kind of boogers had been lurking in the shadows back then, just waiting to pounce on my unsuspecting self. I saw the apparition only once and never smelled a foul odor again. Last time I was inside that trailer, a full-length trailer smelled like smoked coconut. Thanks for our dedicated freshening efforts. Shortly after all this happened, my employer had a heart attack, not haunt-related as far as I know, resulting in these health issues forcing him to sell his inventory, including that trailer, to other dealers around the region. It is an attractive mobile home, so it's reasonable to, reasonable to assume that someone had bought it by now. 28 by 48, three bedrooms, two baths, beige, beige siding, all the front windows, including a large, very lovely bay window, trimmed red shutters. It's a rectangular skylight in the kitchen. Ceiling with a frame mirror, identical mirror, where that light is mounted on the wall behind the pastel yellow garden tub in the master bath. It's a great place. If you, if you do happen to find yourself with it, at least knock before you go in because there is such a thing as a haunt and you just might be living in one. I like that story. That was pretty good. Or if anyone is sitting at their <laughs> trailer at this moment listening to the story going, sounds a lot like my house. Of course, maybe it. maybe she got rid of it because... The way she kind of confronted it, kind of like, hey, you can't be here, even though she didn't say that. Maybe that kind of got the message across. I could see that. I, I, I don't know how I would handle that if I would ever be able to go back in something like that again. If you uh, you see something that vivid, mm -hmm. 
You know, it's like, oh my God, there are no questions asked. And I'm kind of proud of this one because quite often we have stories of people who have it in their mind that there's there's no such thing as ghosts, there's no such thing as ghosts, there's no such thing as ghosts. And then they have a paranormal experience. And then still by the end of the letter, they're still like, I'm still not quite sure if I believe or not. Mm-hmm. It's like, she was convinced pretty quick, like right away. Like, oh, there is such thing as ghosts. I was wrong. Let's get the Ouija board. Yeah. Away from my daughter. So do you think all ghosts still have to use a bathroom? That would kind of suck. I'm really kind of looking forward to that being not something that yeah. you have to do. Yeah. But um, I guess if you got to gotta go, you got to go. I, yeah. I get maybe the li- the ones that were once living. But I guess does that imply you get, you get to eat too and you're... I don't know. Is there a whole ghost sewer system as well? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that all works. But um, thanks for sharing that story. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go over to a caller. Hi, you are on the air. Let's hear a ghost story. So how are you doing, Tony? Uh, I tried to call this a couple of times. Either had uh, a resident come down and talk to me something about something personal or something else or something else would happen um just a couple about a half an hour ago i was uh sitting at my post and i was watching the cameras while the other car was going around doing her tour and it, uh, it's some like the shit that happens here is like some of the craziest shit that you will ever see in your life like i've never seen stuff like this i don't know because the building's from 1891 I mean, my apologies, from 1892 and stuff is starting to come out the woodwork because they're doing construction on it and remodeling it. But some of this shit is like, I don't know, some some crazy shit that you'll see here. Um, I was just watching the monitors. We have four monitors. They're both 46 inches piece. And they each on each floor from 11 to the first floor, which is the boiler room, they have about 12 or 13 cameras. Only some problem. Only the problem is that some of the uh, cameras they record back in the back in the management building. So some of the stuff we can't see, and then they'll bring to our attention later. <clears throat> but I was watching where the management room was, and there was all of a sudden I seen like a light, like a bright light appear, and all of a sudden little kids started running from that light toward toward the bathroom, and all of a sudden the bathroom light turns on. I'm like, holy shit! I'm trying to get a hold of my other uh, you know, patrol officer, I'm like, you need to come down here and see this. And where she was on the fifth floor, so this floor being the worst floor that we have here, besides the boiler room, the communication started staticking and was breaking up pretty bad. So when she actually got back down here, I was like, you need to see this. And I tried to record it, but since we had that big storm a while back, it knocked our systems out of loop, I guess. We were trying to rewind it and it wouldn't let us. I was like, you see that bathroom? And she's like, yeah, the light wasn't on. She meant to. I was like, I know. A little girl came, ran through there, and the light was now on. And she's like, this place is screwed up. And I was like, yes. But uh, while she was on her tour on the fifth floor, I didn't tell her that because she's a little smaller than I am, and I'm a big guy. I just didn't want to freak her out. But when she hit the arm on the fifth floor to go, floor to go down to the stairwell to the fourth floor, something came out of an old washroom, which they keep there. They're, they're trying to remodel it right now. They're gutting it out, and it's where people used to do laundry. Something about five foot five came out of that room. It was, um, I guess, a shadow or something. I don't know. But it looked like it was a, a human form, but it was like kind of in and out. 
and it ran down the hall once it got on the corner and went like out of focus and it disappeared. Like I've tried to call a couple times and every time I've either called as either a resident came down and talked to me or some shit happened on the monitor and I tried to rewind it real quick and then try to watch it. But this is some of the craziest you know stuff you'll see. I was talking to a contractor the other day and he goes, "But you can't. We're not. We're not allowed personally to go down to the fifth floor or down to the boiler room." And he was telling me, he goes, you know, the other day while I was down there, we had a door that we had taken off the hinges. I said, okay. He goes, we stood there for 12 minutes watching this damn thing open and close, open and close. And he goes, it wasn't just a soft open and close either. He goes, this damn thing was slamming shut and then slamming open and slamming closed. He goes, whatever was down there, whatever is down there, doesn't like us being down there. I said, sounds like it. And he goes, so the other day, we, they've been putting new copper pipes in, and uh, one of the new copper pipes goes right to where the room that they're using to, uh, to you know, do all the formats and all that stuff for the floors and stuff. And um, he said these copper pipes start shaking really bad, and he's like, oh, shit, somebody's down there trying to steal copper pipes. So he went down there real quick, and, and nobody else was there besides him because all the workers left. He, as soon as he got down there, nobody was down there. And he goes, just about then, something came flying out through the other room and hit him in the back of the, like, right between the shoulder blades. And come to find out, it was like a bolt. And he says, once he got hit with that bolt, he, like, shook it off and then ran back upstairs real quick. And, like, he said he was pretty freaked out about that. He said there's times where he'll go down there in the morning and shift his tools over to the right side and go upstairs real quick, grab his cup of coffee, and then come down there by himself. And he says, those whole tool sets line them up and then they'll be on the other side of the room or in pieces all out through the bottom floor but he says he's like he's freaked out about the stuff it is i don't know uh, supposedly a lady went down there with a guy a gentleman friend and they did some kind of drug or something and then the lady was starting to freak out and she ended up killing the guy so i don't know if that's true or what but if so the dude might be pissed off to how he died or what but a lot of times when you get down to record something or on the phone and they're like who's heavy you know who's breathing like that really heavy and they'll tell them well, nobody's down there with them and then they'll record it and you can hear all you can hear is like a deep scroggly voice like breathing really heavy and right behind them and they said that freaks them out because again nobody be down there with them so they're going to come back upstairs like shaking up about it and I recorded some on the fifth floor the other day. It sounded just like that because I, I let the contractor that comes in the morning listen to it. And he goes, man, we get that on the, the boiler room all the time. And I don't know if it's a voice or what, but when I, because I, I was walking on the fifth floor and I felt something like come up on me really quick. Like, I don't know if you could ever get that feeling like you're there somewhere and you're like, holy shit, something's behind me. So you turn around and look and usually nothing's usually behind you. But I turned around and it felt like I was staring at something. Like it was just like a really bad vibe. So I turned around and I just felt like I was again looking at something. And I went ahead and started, you know, and I was recording at that time. So like, you know, when I get back down to the floor, I'll, I'll rewind it and check it out. When I got down there, I, re I rewinded it. And with a point I turn around, it's like somebody going ah, like really loud. And then and it, I was trying to record, you know, rewind it. and throughout the night and I'm listening to it and all of a sudden I can, I'm trying to make you know sense of what they're saying and it sounds like to me it says run boy and as like that 
I didn't go back on the fifth floor all night. Like, I won't even go on the fifth floor now, and I'm going to do a tour now, so I ain't doing that shit. That, mm-mm, that's off limits to me. But I'm going to do another tour. I will try to record and see if I can catch anything else, and I will send it to you guys' page on Facebook. You guys have a good night. So how you doing, Tony? Uh, I tried to Oops. call this a Stop. couple times, either head. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so I think it has to do with the fact that this old, old building is getting remodeled because it seemed like it's super aggressive towards the contractors. There's a ton of stuff that goes on in this building. And it's almost, I don't want to say on demand, but it's its pretty darn close to it. Mm-hmm. He's uh, been posting, if you want to see his videos on our uh, Facebook uh, group page, just search Real Ghost Stories Online group. Glenn is, uh, is his name. Uh, and he posts, I'd say a couple times a week, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, just little uh, snippets of him doing tours around this building. Um, I was looking at some of them as he was uh, as he was sharing that story, um, and it's creepy. I mean, they're they're really. I mean, they're this place is gutted. Yeah. So they're they're really doing a very very thorough remodel, and it's. I mean, it just seems like all over this place, there's just stuff that happens. Now, what is the building exactly? You know, I, I don't know exactly. I think he's probably mentioned it in a previous call. Um, I, I want to say it's like, it's a big building. So I don't know if it's being turned into offices or apartments or, or what, but something of that nature. Okay. But it is a, a taller, larger um, structure uh, that he uh, does security on. Mm-hmm. And he, he grabs everything from... Uh, he sent in videos just recording the the security monitors mm-hmm. all the way to him touring the building at night with uh, with his phone out. Um, and there's just a ton of really interesting stuff. So if you're wanting to see some interesting uh, ghost video that you're probably not going to find anywhere else, um, it's up there on the Real Ghost Stories Online uh, group page. So there's your warning of not to go to our <laughs> group page because I know you don't like that stuff. Um, but there's like, I haven't seen like any full bodied apparitions or anything, but just weird stuff. It's, you know, mm-hmm. really hard, impossible to explain. So thank you, Glenn, for, um, for sharing that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Here's a uh, interesting home listing that uh, was sent in. Uh, this is currently on the market in Texas. Large four bedroom, two bath ranch style home. Uh, uh, kitchen and walls painted custom by owner. Detached uh, converted garage. Detached uh, office, pool, green room. Large living room, den, formal dining, plus breakfast nook. Furniture is negotiable. And for good reason. It's, uh, it's quite eclectic to say the least. Huge lot with mature trees and historical Texans burial plot in front yard. Okay. One of a kind artistic home with lots of great features. Am I misinterpreting what historical Texans burial plot in front yard means? Or does that literally mean there's people buried in the front yard? It sounds like somebody important to Texas history is buried in that yard. Really? That's what it sounds like. Historical Texan burial, whatever, however it was worded. Burial plot. Uh Uh-huh. So that to, to me means somebody important to history there. Interesting. And I'm looking at the pictures, and it just looks like a normal home. I mean, there's nothing about it that makes you go, ooh, creepy. Uh, when I looked at it, I almost thought, oh, this kind of looks like the uh, the Golden Girls house minus palm trees. So 
Does it show like the headstone or anything? Is no. there a headstone? Just looks like a yard you'd mow. <laughs> it doesn't show a plot at nothing. all. Nothing. So I mean, the you, if, if that was not listed, you'd have no idea. It just sounds like a ploy to get people to come out there. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to put in the thing. But I can see whoever put it in there thinks it's a selling feature. Yeah. I mean, not not just a be forewarned somebody's dead on this property, but more so, hey, so-and-so from whatever is buried here. Would that be a selling feature to some? Like a pride point of like, oh, yeah, now, Davy Crockett's in the front yard. I, I can say, being a Texan, I can say it might be. I wouldn't yeah. personally do it, but I'm not making fun of Texans because I am one. I could see some people wanting that just because of the history. Well, they need some selling points because the uh, the artwork and I just looked at the pictures of the kitchen and oh my God, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but it looks like they did like, it almost looks like old Dwight Schrute style fairy tale covers on every single cabinet, like mural. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I've never seen a kitchen like this. It's almost scary. <laughs> it's like, what did you do? I don't see anyone other than the owner of this house finding that. They even did it on the fridge. My God. Huh. This it, it 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 takes, I don't know, uh, eclectic, gaudy to a new level, uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess if you're you, that's you know your style, maybe you think nothing of the the burial plot in the front yard. Yeah, I'm thinking it, it must be something you have to disclose. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and you know, a lot of old homes when people and not saying that this is a super old home, but a yeah. lot of people that want an old home, they're prepared for the fact that it probably comes with the original owner's burial for their, you know, burial plot for their family. That's pretty common. It's built in 85. Okay, so... It's in the, it's in a, a city. I mean, it looks... It's a suburb of Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they're... they're I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like how your grandma's neighborhood is. In, yeah. In the Dallas area, from what I can tell. I wouldn't expect... But may, I'm assuming, you know, maybe like they, this is, you know, when they started developing this area, it was like, well, we can do a neighborhood here, but you got to... Respect the plot? I would just think, yeah, I mean, definitely you have to respect the plot no matter yeah. who it is. But I would think they'd have to have some sort of documentation backing up that claim. Yeah. Because I, there's going to be people that are going to be interested in that because of the history. Other than here's a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go prove it. Interesting find. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'd never, I've never seen that on a home listing. No. But there you go. Uh, that's going to wrap up the uh, the program for today. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an EPP, an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Keep us on the air. Get all the bonus episodes uh, over there at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories online. If you are anything like us at Thrift Books, you love books. You know, real books, made of ink and printed on paper. With over 13 million used and new books, starting as low as $3.99, Thrift Books has your next great adventure, affordable textbook, or cozy afternoon. Any format, edition, and condition, right at your fingertips. Visit thriftbooks.com podcast and find your next favorite book today. For the love of books, Thrift Books.